Welcome to another super exciting episode of Critical Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Rick the Rizzo, along with my co-host, The Mig One. And this is a critical look at all things TV, movies, gaming, upcoming creators, and whatever the hell we free like talking about. Big one, Rick L. We're the only ones in this fucking jail. (laughs) What's going on, guys? Hey, I'm not making fun of our guests. Our guests are not going to be on there today, sadly. As you guys know, we promised you the Wildfire Singers would be here today. Uh, But, you know, COVID plays a horrible game on us every once in a while. I felt those best interests. And the dad, you know, of course, obviously, I'm not the dad. But the dad, you know, he's like, let's go ahead and let him get well. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. So we're rescheduling for December the 21st. That's right. December the 21st. Right before Christmas. So that'll be a nice little Christmas present. The young ladies are amazing. That was their music. That was We Got the Summer. They got a lot more music out. But I just wanted to kind of give you a little, little love and then let you hear the MIG-1 sing too. <laughs> so welcome to episode 182. Sorry there's no wildfire singers. If you're tuned in, wait for episode 184. They will be on that one. But 182 is just me, the Rizzo, some shit, and who knows what else. And this is the way. <laughs> so we got Uber. I have, I don't have, I have one good story. Okay. No. We got some Mando. Yes, we do. We got some Cobra Kai. I mean, we you know we kind of talked about it before, but we the big one is finally finally saw Cobra Kai. We got some news. Yeah, we have some news. We got some NFL. We got some NFL. We got some porn news. What porn news do you have? Uh, Are you in it? No. no. Okay, cool. <laughs> I said corn. I didn't say porn. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad to be back. Episode 182, Critical Thinking Podcast, live on the iHeartRadio Network. Also, along with Anchor and Beyond the Dawn, because you know what? Critical thinking does not forget the people that help us get here. Yes, we don't. We don't forget nobody. Except for me, that road you stepped on yesterday, Rick. Well, he can stay dead. Okay, all right. But anyway, you know, his brother and sister going to come back and get you, just so you know. They always come back in pairs. Got one head off, two come back. What is this, Hydra? Yes. That's a badass roach. <laughs> well, do you realize roaches are like that? I didn't know they were like that. I don't know. that. That's how they always seem. You always think you killed it, but then he's right there again. Ah, that's his brother Frank. I got you. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, enough of the roach. So tell me, Rick, how the hell was your weekend? My weekend was good. Uh, just had one little at the end of the weekend, like on Sunday, we had the tragedy in our in our family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't hmm. want to. Hmm. We didn't want to bring it into there, but you know, we did have a loss in our family. Uh, but we're we're all in good spirits and everything. You know, we celebrate lives. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to be a little serious here real quick. Yeah, I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to power past the moment of the loss in our family. Uh, we lost one of our uncles who was married to one of our aunts. Who's The aunt is actually the blood relative and my uncles, you know, from the different family. But uh, he was a good man. Uh, he was, it was kind of funny in his own way. Uh but for you people that don't think COVID is real, 
you better better wake up. Uh, my uncle fought it. Looked like he wasn't going to make it. Then he made it out. Got out of the area and then pneumonia, you know, because that's what the COVID does. And, you know, that, I think that's what got him, I think, is what they were saying, right? Yeah. So it's it's a tough time here, critical thinking family, as we lost one of our beloved family members, our actual family members. Uh, but we're going to try to power through and, uh, you know, just keep it funny. I was trying not to think about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought. I'm sorry, I brought it up, but you know, uh, we asked how the weekend was. But yeah, I know, I understand, and technically, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of. It's, yeah, you brought me down, Rick. You brought you down. I'm sorry, I brought you no, down. No, I'm sorry. You, okay, and, and and okay, hang on. I don't know if I like that. You didn't bring me down in a way like you would when we make the jokes. I am actually kind of torn. Because, you know, I stop and think about this, and you're like, here we are recording on a Monday. Tragedy happened on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. Sunday, Yeah. Uh, And it just makes you feel kind of like, you know, wow, we must be worthless pieces of shit. But knowing who our uncle was and what things were, he would have wanted us to continue on with life and be happy and celebrate his life and be there for our aunt. Yeah. Which is what we as a family are going to do. Uh, we don't know any other details on the situation, but I'll try to keep it to a minimum. But I guess my thought for the day will be now. Okay. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you don't love your loved ones, if you don't cherish the moment you see them, you never know when it's going to be the last one. You know the last time I saw him? I saw him here when I came to pick up Devin or whatever to get something, and we were going to see your mama, and aunt came to drop off the jewelry your mama wanted or whatever. Or she was coming to get jewelry. Uh, he saw me in the car. He goes, hey, Michael. Say, hey, what's up, Michael Lewis? Because, hey, you look a little fat. Shit, I eat good. <laughs> he started laughing. He said something. I said something, too. That's good, man. You look pretty good, you know? That was it. That was my last interaction with him. Yeah, my last interaction well, was better than my last interaction with him. I just home drive on the road. They're just like, honk the horn, I wave. That was my last interaction with my uncle. You never know. But, yeah, you never know when, when anything happens. So I mean, I could go on and, and, and other, other relatives we've lost and tell you even more heartbreaking stories. Um, but basically what I'm trying to tell our listeners and everybody on iHeartRadio and everyone else around the world who listens to us that you got to cherish everybody in your family, whether it be your loved one. I mean, your small ones, your oldest, your middles, your, the youngest one in the family, hell, your dog, because you really don't know when, anybody, when the world is going to change. And... It's tough. It really is. Uh, but as, like I said, we're going to power through. Keep going here and try to make you guys laugh and talk about stuff that, you know, we, you know, whatever. So I guess we'll go right into our Uber since we both had the same type of weekend. Yeah. Where everything was okay until we got that news and it just kind of like shook our foundations. Yeah, it just shook a little bit, shook the foundations a bit. But like I said, we powered on. I, I still made, like I said, you know, carpe diems. He's a day, man. Keep on going. Yeah, yeah. We both uh, come from the same type of family. We both view death a little bit differently, you and I. Um, I mean, we both feel, we both have those emotions. I uh, just think, based on the families that based I was raised with my mother, you raised your mother, we kind of look at things a little bit different, you know? And it affects us. I mean, we, we both have different personalities. I mean, everybody thinks big one is hardcore, cold, and whatnot, but... 
you of all people could seriously honestly tell everybody, and I don't like this to get out, but you could honestly get out and say MIG-1 has actually a very big heart and is very soft and is very emotional when it comes to funerals and stuff like that. He's hard on the outside but squishy on the inside, people. Pretty much when it comes to my family. Yeah. They mean the world to me, and so it's very tough. And so I have to compartmentalize and, and, and push in little boxes to kind of stay who I am. Otherwise, I'll be a, a pool of blabbering goo. Where you are a little bit more, you know, sees the day kind of guy. You see is that as a kid, you know, he's gone. I mean, the thing I told myself when I talked to your mom is like, he's no longer suffering. Yeah. He's in a better place. He's in God's hands now. So he's in a hell of a better place than we are. Unless he went, you know, but I'm just saying, so you know where he went. And so, you know, and you were like, you know, he lived a hell of a life, lived a long life. He lived a good life with my aunt. They traveled the world. He worked well. He worked his ass off. He had good family relations. He had good family relations here. Nobody, you, I don't think anybody could really say a bad word about the man. And so that's where you go. And, of course, I know you feel, but you remain stoic for the rest of the family. And I used to have that, but somewhere along the lines, I cracked. And I don't know when. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I don't want to bring you down. Don't want to make it all about that. But, yes, uh, we appreciate all your condolences after you guys hear this and reach out to us. Thank you. Uh, everything else, you know, I don't know when all the other stuff is going to happen. But, uh, you know, hey, when Rick says we got to go on, we will. We'll mm-hmm. never forget the moments we have with him in life, whether it be at the picnics or the crazy mm-hmm. stuff we did. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Other times he'd fall asleep on the couch while we're watching TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his moment. You know, he'd eat and... <laughs> <laughs> You know, yes. so he was the oldest out of all of them, though. Yeah, he was the oldest out of all our uncles. And yeah, and including so. older than your dad. Yeah. Older than my dad. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, still rough, man. So, But, like I said, we, we'll press on. We'll make you laugh. We're going to jump into Uber stories here okay. real quick now. Right. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and go first. Okay, go ahead. Well, this was more... Uh, let's, my Uber was fucked up. That's all I got to say. It's the, the Uber done fucked up, A.A. Ron. How did it fuck up? I, I, well, it was great that I got long rides. Okay. I, oh, wish yeah. I, I wish I wish I wish I over fucked you. <laughs> I just wish I would have made more than what I you know I was I was trying to make a lot more than what I made, mm-hmm. and that's what I get for you know and that's my punishment for trying to get more than what I want you know because you know when you want something so bad and greed comes into play and it's like I don't uh, necessarily think it was greed this time. I think I know what you're trying to say with regards to your greed and how the. The seventh, you know, seven sins and whatnot. I don't think you were necessarily greed. I think you were hoping for the amount because you needed it. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you probably would have want to say, I should have planned better. Maybe I should have Ubered two days instead of one. You know, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But you relied it all on one day. It wasn't as great as you wanted, but it was still good. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it was greed. Because, you know, we, it, you, it's been slow a little bit. Yeah. Here. And I didn't expect the rain to happen that night either. Exactly. I did not expect that. But, yeah, like Uber had me going from Houston to Rosenberg five times. That shit was hilarious. Five times that night. How many times did you go to Rosenberg? Five. Okay. Five. You're the five times. Time. Five times. Five times. Time. Rosenberg trip. <laughs> I was going to say WGW champion. Uh, <laughs> But uh, like what the like the best one that I had the entire night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had some sex? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> I did it when I got home. See, <laughs> so, now he throws the phone. You know, hey, you gotta know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got home at what time? I got home about three something. So you sneak creeper? 
I just walked in and she was like, hey. She's like, hey. And then, the, you know. You looked at her, she looked at you and like, you want to do it? Or you just whipped it out. I just whipped it out. Well, there you go. That's what we're talking about here. All right. Uh, but anyway. gives you one dick up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, like I said, uh, what's funny was that the the night I'm sitting there, uh, when we're at the uh, CVS. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, I told we got the, you took off. Uh-huh. I was and like, man, I was like, that's why I flipped him. I'm sitting there holding the finger up while he's sitting there looking at his phone. I'm sitting there holding the finger up. And I saw you. I was <laughs> messing with you. But, you know, what's funny was you were already sitting there, and I drove up to you, and then, like, he was like, ding. Yeah, and he was gone. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. It was like what I did to him last week, he did it to me. Yes, sir. And so then I got pinged. And I actually just picked up one from that same Irish bar and took him just down the street home. Well, the be- what's funny was I was on my way back to the CVS. Uh-huh. And I get pinged and I go pick up my best friend, Gene. <laughs> that was funny. See, that's why I tell you shit happens for reasons at times. You got, I got pinged. I went and took that person here. And then the very next ride, I went to freaking Tomball. <laughs> you got pinged, and then you wound up after that going in your friend Gene. See, had it been you the other way around, I would have gotten Gene. I wouldn't even know who the hell he was. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. Mm-mm. Because I picked up Gene. Uh, you know, Gene's a friend that I work with at work. And I picked up him and his wife, Celeste. So the question wants to know, did Gene tip you well? Yeah. What did he tip uh, you? 20. Damn, Gene! Why could you get my Uber? <laughs> uh, well, like I got Gene, his wife, Celeste. And uh, his best friend is JJ and uh, JJ's wife's Caroline. JJ what? No. Oh. JJ is actually the drummer of Red Iris. Oh, okay, 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 all right. And so JJ, first thing, you know, he's only dubbed to call me this. Oh, even yeah. Even though he tried. First thing he rolls out, of, I'm rolling down the window, I see Gina's like, they're like, hey, I was like, hey, so they go to the car. And then all of a sudden I hear, Dirty Rick! I was like, oh, that's JJ right there. Dirty Rick, that's all right. I know y'all all forgot, but it's Dirty Rick. <laughs> So JJ, that uh, I'm forever dubbed to JJ as Dirty Rick. I have no idea. Keep that dirty dick in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what. But it was a great conversation. We're just laughing. Gene's picking on me. He goes, "The wife is looking at him on the GPS right here, making sure he's doing his job." He's all saying, "I'm laughing," and uh, JJ says, uh, "JJ says something else," and then the girls, the, the wives are going like, "Shut up! He's gonna kick us out of the car." And I was like, I'll kick them out of the car and I'll take you out of the place. They're like, oh, we're fine with that. How long of a ride was it? I went that long. We went to Sambuca. I dropped him off at Sambuca downtown. And he lives like right there off of Dallas. Uh-huh. He's literally down the street from work. Nice. So, yeah, it was just went down to Dallas, got to downtown, took him to Sambuca, uh, dropped him off. And JJ's like right away, man, just turn off and go park the car. Come on in with us. You were tempted, weren't you? And I was like, no, I wasn't t- I need to make the money. I was oh, like, no, nah, okay. man, JJ, I got to go out and make some money, man. J- JJ goes, Gene, you sold a house. Man, give Rick how much he makes that a night and just let him come in, in with us. Uh-huh. And J- and all Gene does is just laugh. And I'm like, well, that, that just means he's not going to give me what I want. And you'd have shit yourself with Gene. So, yeah, I got you. What you need, Rick? <laughs> I would have been like, uh, Mike, I'm over here at Sambuki. You might need to take me home. <laughs> I need five bills. <laughs> Yeah, you better tip me well too. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, that was that was like the highlight of the night right there for me. That was pretty goddamn fun. That's fucking hilarious that you're able to take, pick up your own friend. That was pretty cool. And uh, I told him, I said, "Hey, if y'all need me to pick y'all up, just give me a call." And I said, "You know, he gave me twenty dollars tip, you know." And I was like, "Just give me a call. I'll just turn it off and take you home." Mm-hmm. But they never called me, so I don't know where they ended up at after Sambuca. So, oh, I know where they wound up at. 
Chicken's Cabaret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your Ubers? Well, you know, I'm trying to remember if I had anything really crazy. But I went from like Rosenberg to downtown. From downtown out to Tomball. Tomball back into downtown. Back out that direction again. <laughs> Then all the way around and finally got back in. I had a couple of long rides too. Now I didn't make what I wanted to either, but I made more than enough to, 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 to you know take care of me. I mean, my best trip was the people I picked up from the steakhouse because the guy was a veteran, and him and his wife were really cool, and we had a great conversation the whole way. And when we got out the car, he gave me fifteen dollars, and he told me you know be safe and everything else, and he you know told me thank you, and I told him thank you as well, and the wife pretty much gave me the. Give me a nice tap on my shoulder. She goes, you're a good man. And that was like, just kind of like, you know, got you right here. So that's, it's, it's, you know, it's nice when other people tell you that. And it's really cool, especially when it's a complete stranger. But we were talking about our military and our family and everything else. And how I talked about how you got me into this and everything else. And yeah, I always give you credit. Anytime I ever ask them, well, how'd you get started Uber? And I said, well, my cousin dragged me into it. And I said, well, how'd you get back out? Well, my cousin told me to come back out. You're making money now. I said, okay. So I came back out. I said, that's the reason why Uber. And then the moment he came back out, everything went down. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but there was one of the statement that I, oh, I did pick up some people. And they were telling me how Uber, one Uber driver, or the girl was telling me about an Uber driver. I forgot what it was. It was just messed up. And them not waiting or doing some shit. And I looked at him like, hey, I'll tell you this right now. I said, Myself and my cousin Rick are not going to do that. I said, number one, we're not raised that way. We're raised to respect our elders and we're raised to, you know, to respect women. Because I was telling them, I said, look, I wasn't going to leave till you were safe. And if I had to literally take you in there, I was going to. I said, and same thing for a male. I'm not going to leave him just in the middle of nowhere if he doesn't. I'm going to drop him off where he can get out of my car safely. I said, and my cousin and me are not going to kick you out of the car for some stupid shit. I said, we're not made that way. I said, we're decent people. As a matter of fact, if you feel you're getting fucked over or shafted or whatever, I'll give you my phone number and I'll give you my cousin's phone number. You can call us and we'll come get you. They're like, well, they're like, well, well damn, that's that's pretty pretty honorable, you guys. I said, well, we, we don't operate like other people do. I said, there's your certain assholes and then you got your good people. I said, and believe it or not, I'm, I said, I'm part of the good people. <laughs> We're good people. That's right. But I was more or less talking about you. I was like, yeah, we're not going to ever do that. That's not how we roll. We would never, ever leave a poor young girl in the middle of nowhere. I said, because we're not made that way. And then if something happened, we're going to do our best. I said, for instance, I had a time where the girl, I thought she was assaulted. But technically, her fiance cheated on her. And then I kind of like watched a little bit till her father got there so she wouldn't be, you know, when she had to go back to that place so she wouldn't get beat up. It's like. I would hope to God that whoever would drive my daughter would watch out for her. I said, I know my cousin Rick wouldn't let that shit go down either. I said, my, my, I told her, I said, my cousin Rick will slap a bitch. I mean, not not a bitch, but you know, a man. He'll slap a man <laughs> if you did some stupid shit. Or if he got in the car and all of a sudden it got out of control. Oh, hell no. That's not going to happen. I said, we just raised a little different. And that's, that's I think that's, that's what's going on. That's where a lot of stuff comes down to some of the Uber drivers and some of the Lyft drivers. They've forgotten, you know. Who are they supposed to be? I said, this is one of the lessons I teach my sons. Like, you're supposed to respect women. You're supposed to be gentlemen. You're supposed to do all this the right way. You know, hold yourself to a higher standard. And so, you know, they're like, oh, that's why a lot of people say, you're, you're a good man and everything. Like, well, I appreciate that. I said, 
My cousin is too, 100%. He's probably better than I am. And I did mention that again. I did. I always say it. You know, you have a more tender side than I've had always on my life. I've gone through my hell, my personal demons, and you've been there and what not to help and what and so forth. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't make. I don't think anyone on iHeartRadio has ever heard this, but has never heard that how much you actually mean to me and how much, you know, whenever I needed somebody, you were there. So just letting you guys know again about family, considering everything that's gone down here recently with our family. My cousin Rick is like my brother. He's not like my cousin. He's like my damn brother. And my brother's over in Oklahoma. Well, that's my other brother. That's my other brother. That crazy motherfucker. Now, if he was here with us, this show would be off the fucking rails 24-7. But, uh, yeah, he's another MIG-1. I'm going to say that. <laughs> and then some. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, family. But, yeah, so that that's how my Uber rides went. It was it was uh, some really good rides. But had I gotten your rides and gone back to Rosemary, I'd just go home. Fuck it. I'm going home. <laughs> I would not have made three trips to Rosemary and come back and use it. Not having to deal with 59. I had to deal with 59 five times. Five times. Five times. Five <laughs> times. Four times. Four times I had to deal with it. So I picked up three young women. I say young. They're 21. You know, good-looking women. They're Hispanic, I think, and one was white. I couldn't really tell. They, they, you know, Hispanic, white, you know, the kind of mixture. Pick them up in Tomball. Take them all the way to Spire. Okay, that was a good trip. Yeah, it was. 39 miles or 40-something minutes. I forgot what it was. Picked them up at one something. They weren't gonna get there till two o'clock. I'm like, what the hell? Buyers after hours. I understand that, but why would you want to? I mean, they didn't get dressed to come out of the house till like it was almost two o'clock. I was like, they just make no sense to me. I would when I picked up the guy after them. I, when I picked up a guy right at fire when I dropped them off, <laughs> I was like, dude, I'd have been out earlier than when come out to two o'clock. Now they just don't seem right. I know that one more ride took me out of freaking there. Went all the way back to Rosenberg. There was no way I was gonna make. I did not hit no surge. On the way coming back into downtown, I had to come up on 45. And you know I hate 45. And then the rain is worse. We're coming along, all of a sudden it just stops. Okay. This is not traffic. This is a wreck. Has to be. And the way we're still moving, it must have just happened. Yeah. It was in the far left-end lane, two lanes. I had to scoot over one. And I got actually, I didn't get to scoot over enough until I finally actually literally drove like right on the side of it. Two vehicles, one a SUV, the other one a Mini Voyager, whatever type of vehicle. Uh, Mini Voyager was facing me, up against the wall, smashed. The Cal, I guess, Escalade or whatever, I don't know what it is, something like that. All the airbags were deployed because you could see them inside the, uh-huh. all, the doors were like, I didn't even know where the door was at. Damn. There was a baby seat in that car. Hopefully no baby was in it. Everybody, I, th- I think there was. I think everybody was standing outside on the other side of the cars. I think everybody was good, but it was like, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. It looked like they lost control, hit each other, spun, went up against the wall and whatever. But it was not like that one wreck I saw on, on 59 coming in where the car was completely mangled. Yeah. And some other, I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, damn it, man. People, it's fucking raining. Slow the fuck down. And then some, what happens? Some asshole passes me 90 miles an hour. Right past that wreck. I'm like, you're... I'm like, oh my SMH, God. man. SMH with some of these people in traffic. Yeah, I A see. lot of these youngsters, they got them heavy see, foots. We were that stupid, too. We thought we were fucking invincible. You know, as you get older, you start to realize... Yeah, that. I know. That's why I said them youngsters. Don't yeah. don't mention how stupid we were. Oh. <laughs> we, we, we don't mention how stupid we were when we were young to the youngsters. 
I don't... Okay, I drove fast, but I don't think I drove fast in the rain. I think I slowed down in the Man, rain. Man, I've been with you when you were young. You drove fast. Not in the rain. I just, I just remember you had that one prelude. You're like, I love my prelude. Oh, that was my car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I didn't drive fast that sucker in the rain. Well, I don't know. Was it raining that day? No, I don't know. You know what? Was only That's the only car that my dad got rid of that I didn't wreck. Really? Well, let's stop and think about it. Chevy S10, wrecked. Head-on collision because of construction. Okay, what was my next car? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. My next car was, uh, I think it was the Honda Prelude. Honda Prelude. Had it for a while, and my dad took it away from me and gave me a Ford Escort. Damn, you went from sports to just a little car. Yes, exactly. Ford Escort. Hit a pole. (laughs) How the fuck you hit a pole? I was drunk from the the night before. <laughs> I was still hungover. I didn't hit the pod, backed up, and then I damaged it that way. But anyway, we wound up getting rid of it. So I'll take that out. There was two cars that really didn't wreck. I did damage the car, but I didn't wreck it. It was still drivable. PT Cruiser, head on collision. No, there was more than one car that didn't wreck. Never mind. Okay, this story holds no water. Never mind. <laughs> my Dodge Ram, I never wrecked it either. No. But my mom always made a comment. Every time my car would change the radio out to some fancy system, I wound up wrecking the car not too much later. Don't change the radio. Exactly, that's why I got factory. <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. My 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 Ford Escort got broken into twice because I had changed the radio. What's messed up is like, but that, but you know, back then, think about it. Back then, you ch- wanted to change the radio because it was crap. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we have so much technology on these radios. You don't really, we, you don't go into Best Buy. You may want to add a base or a box. Or yeah, anything. yeah, you might go do that, but you're not going to change the radio anymore. No, not anymore. Not like you used to. I mean, you could, but why would you? Yeah, why would you? So much stuff is on there, mm-hmm. and in order to get a lot of your functions to work, you got to buy extra accessories to make the shit work. So yeah, so. Chevy S10, Ford Escort, PT Cruiser. Uh, it's the one that saved my life. But Ford Focus hit the back of that 18-wheeler that was hauling the drugs that took off on me. And my PT Cruiser is the one the drunk driver hit that embankment into the thing, and I hit it head-on at 55 miles an hour in the rain. And that the, the airbags went all on that PT Cruiser. I'd probably be dead. Uh, and that wreck right there is the one that shrunk me from 6 foot to 5 foot 10 and a half. That's how I'm taller than you now? My L1 through L5 are destroyed. They're compressed. That's why I have pains in my legs sometimes. You see me having issues trying to stand or walk? Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, that was just a quick story about the rain. About the rain and, and cars. Let it and, rain. And how stupid we were when we were younger. Not that kind of rain. I just, I just remember we were in the prelude and we went to go see Vanilla Ice. Yeah! <laughs> now kick it! Do, 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 do. <laughs> Holy shit! We were in the prelude when we went to see Ice? We were in the prelude to go see Ice. How'd you fit in the prelude? Oh, you was, I was skinny, smaller man. then. That's man. right, you were smaller then, man. man. I was a. Yeah, I was skinny too, that's right, yeah. Damn! Damn, yeah. that's a long time ago. Yeah! Shit! Now we're just making ourselves feel old now, huh? <laughs> like he's scratching his head like, motherfucker, I'm old. <laughs> now you know what's old is I was making a joke with the wife the other day and I made a joke. She goes, uh, dear, what? That was two decades ago. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> felt like it was just fucking yesterday. I could have sworn Night Rider was just on last night. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah, so, you know, that's how you really feel after a while. You're like, son of a bitch. The 90s were really fucking 20 years ago. Yes, they were. More than that, if you go early 90s, it was 30. And all I'm listening to in the car is I hit the spot. Radio spot. What am I listening to? 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
<laughs> three freaking decades I'm listening to. Born in the seventies, raised in the eighties, blossomed and partied in the nineties into early two thousands, and that was it. It's been all downhill after that. Hey, well, we're that we're we're the generation uh, that that are very adaptable. We're Generation X. Did that fuck it up for everybody? No, we didn't fuck it up. We're the ones that we, we adapt better than the, the generation now. And you know what's interesting is I my daughter, who was born in the nineties, I still got her. She's still into the old school hair band and some some uh, Led Zeppelin. The younger boy, like, what the hell are you listening to? They all rap and shit, and so is the, the middle one too. But the middle one kind of likes some of my older. Actually, the younger one kind of likes some of my older music. He doesn't. He thinks it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, now I don't want the kids laughing when they get in the car and they put their speaker on my and their car and they hook it up to my phone and they start playing some music. Oh shit, man, I remember this. They're like, You know him? Yeah, this is for my day. <laughs> and actually the girls I brought back from Tombo, hey, can you find some who? Can you put on Gouda or Gouda? Who? And they start laughing. Who the hell is that? Well, do you have music on your phone? Yeah. You go, no, say, hang on. Give me your, your iPhone? Yeah. Like they put it there. Okay, now you got control of it. Okay, cool. So they played music. I don't even know what it was, but there was some songs there. One song I actually kind of liked. I don't know who the fuck it was. I know through Brayden, I know most of the music, but these are some new artists. I didn't know who the fuck they were. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, half the stuff, like, I, I hate to be racist, mm-hmm. but when I'm sitting there and I see the people walking in, I can tell what type of genre a person. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, and I can sit there. The way they look, yeah. And what they're wearing. Most, most of the. People and I'm like saying white folk and Mexicans, they usually come in. It depends on what type of Hispanic. Okay. And then the white folks, same thing. Depending uh-huh. on the, the the look on where they are, I come in. I know I can keep it on the spot. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Oh, they got some jams," and they'd be jamming with me because they know their shit. Mm-hmm. And then I can see like some black folks the same way. They surprise me because I forget to change the channel, and they're like, "Oh, this is oh, I remember that song." Oh my god, the one guy did that. But then, like, most of the time, I'll see some black folk coming. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to like. And I'll just, boom, tap the button, and I'll switch it to a rap station. Yeah, I automatically have my thing set to 97.9 The Box. I mean, because, you know, I like rap music anyway. And I go back and forth between that 96 and 95.7. But usually on 97.9, because you know how my Uber runs, I'm usually in the hood 99% of the time. Which I'm fine. With. As a matter of fact, do you know it was the funny thing? I had? Which, which I'm wondering is that why is that how the algorithm works? Is, is the phone listening to what music we're playing so it knows what's going That would be you? funny. <laughs> <laughs> if all of a sudden I start playing Mexican music, I'm gonna be in Denver Harbor all night. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it was funny because one black girl asked me. She was nice. She was very well. She was uh, I forgot what her. She was uh, going to see her boyfriend. I was taking her forty fucking miles to go see her boyfriend. Another one of those long trips. Actually, she was the one I took from Rosenberg all the way downtown. Oh, to, to the hood. On the by TSU. TCU shit. Not TCU. TSU and all that crazy shit out there. Anyway, she goes, are you afraid to drive at night out here in this area? Nah. Not really. I said, I went to a school that was heavily segregated. Not segregated. I went to a school that was heavily mixed back in the day. I said, I dealt with racism back in the day, so I hung out with my people. But I said, number one, I said, I played sports. And I, I did a bunch of other stuff, too. So I had... Tons of white friends, tons of black friends, tons of Mexican friends, and everything else. I said, we were, I was always, you know, I never saw color as a kid, and people never saw me, everything else. Hell, I've been called multiple times 
I'm the brownest black man they've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been called, I'm the biggest cracker they've ever known. So it's like, you know, I'm just saying, it's, it doesn't matter. I, I guess I'm able to adapt to whoever's in the car with me. How do they know you like crackers? I don't know. I look like I look like I eat Ritz, I guess. I <laughs> but, but no, it's, it's like, no, I don't. I don't, I don't fear anyone. I give everyone the, the opportunity to prove me wrong that you're not an asshole. Now, if you attack me in my car, then of course, of course, I'm going to be forced to defend myself and you might fucking die. I said, I'm prior military, so I've been trained to kill, so I still remember how to do that. So you never forget that shit. It's muscle memory. I said, but no, I don't, I don't think. And here's the other thing I said, when it comes down to it, honestly, I said, Uber has a lot of safety things in, like follow my ride, much other stuff. You can get a camera if you want in your car or whatnot. I'm a firm believer that if I'm out there Ubering and I go out there and I get killed, that's the way God wanted me to go. I don't want to die that way. <laughs> I want to die. You know, how was that joke? I want to die like my grandpa. Sleeping in this, just falling asleep. Not like his passenger screaming and kicking. Shut up. <laughs> you know, because he's driving the car. Mm. No, I'd like to be able to make it to old age, you know? Mm. So, but, you know. What are you now? I'm, <laughs> Fuck you, Rick. I, I want to double my age, okay? Fuck you. <laughs> but I want to be able to live long enough to see my grandson and everything else. And everything. You know, I want, that's what I would love to see, but I don't control the world. I don't control my destiny. I don't know what's going to happen. I said, but you know, I, I go out there and I just, I myself, I see somebody get in my car, even if it looks like he's a killer, I'm going to make him laugh. Because laughter is the universal thing. Yeah. Joking and laughing. And you believe it. I've had people get my car look like hard asses. And I pick somebody up at club, one, two, whatever. He goes, I know that club. So, yeah. I said, you know, the guy out there barbecuing and the guy out there with the roach. Yeah. I said, I roll my window. I was like, shit, I need to give me some of that cue. <laughs> <laughs> he started laughing. I said, you did. I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to come give me some chicken, man. Hang on. <laughs> just laughing at me. You know, everybody out there black. I was on the brown guy there. Because they should just park there. I was going to. I'm going to give me some damn chicken. <laughs> and she's laughing at me. She goes, you're, you're a fool. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> I said, but the guy was the DJ. I said, hey, I forgot. I said, all right, go ahead, man. I'll wait for you. I'm, I'm about to go give me some of that chicken. He goes, he even told me that shit good. <laughs> I said, I know I can smell the shit. But so he goes in, he comes back, and he wound up messing up the Uber. He wound up canceling me, and he got pinged by somebody else, and I got pinged by so he had to go. But he was all cool about it. I said, it was good. He was like, he told me I was a cool guy. I thought, he thought I was a cool cat for hanging around, waiting for him to you know do his thing, and not wanting to just be pissed off about just taking off and canceling rides. And that's another thing I said to the people. I said, my Rick, Rick and myself, we ain't gonna just going to drop you and cancel you. We'll wait. We'll wait till you come out there. You tell you on your way. We'll wait. We got patience. And yeah, if you want to stop by a gas station, you need to put it in another stop. No, we're not at anal. We don't mind. You know, because, you know, sometimes they go in. I mean, I told them, you'd be surprised. You stop at a gas station to get something to drink. You go in there because they want to go get some smokes or, or, or uh, vape or whatever. Yeah. Or condoms. Whatever you got to get. They always look back and me, hey, man, you need something to drink? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take a coke. Oh, I appreciate. It. All right, thank you. Oh, hey man, I brought you. I brought you some chips. That's nice of you. That's what I'm saying, man. Ain't nothing wrong with being friendly with everybody. You ain't got to be scared. I mean, shit. There's some people out there got to worry about, but but I mean, if believe. you don't treat anybody like they're an aggressor, they're not going to be aggressive against you. Yeah. If you treat everybody with respect, you, I guarantee you. Matter of fact, somebody who gave me a big ass tip one time, if he'd got anybody else's car. They probably would have been scared shitless. They probably wouldn't want him in the car. They probably wouldn't because he's African American, because he's like six foot seven. He's built like a house, and he's got a mean look on his face. Till this day, that's probably one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever had in my car. 
This man, we were laughing our ass off all the way down. He like, yeah, man, Trump said grab him by the pussies. <laughs> oh, my God. He wasn't a Trump guy, but we were just laughing our ass off. So you don't know, man. And again, then you got your people that get in the car that are really like uptight and really, really asshole And you're like, yo, shit, don't. don't shit, your, your you shit stinks stink just like my shit. Exactly. No, that's fine. You have a nice evening and be safe. And they're like. Oh, wow. Oh, well, thank you. And then they feel like assholes because you were sweet and nice to them as they got out the car. It's funny how many people, like this weekend, like all my rights, uh-huh. being what type of year it is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat there and they're in the car and I said, hey, well, y'all have a good evening. Mm-hmm. Like I always do. But I always, this time I added, have a good evening. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. All right. Yeah, I was doing that too. And I was like, you'd be surprised. They're like, oh my God, it is Christmas. And they're like, oh my God, thanks for the Merry Christmas. They, they, and some, I even told some of the people, I said, y'all guys, y'all are young. Have a nice Christmas. Y'all be safe and be careful of COVID. You don't need to. I said, I, I said, be safe. Because I picked up five people from Louisiana in my car and I didn't have enough room to fit all five people. But the one, I had one in the front, four in the back. The one getting the trunk? No. But the one, the girl sat on her husband's lap. They're funny as hell. But when I got there, because y'all be safe, y'all. I know y'all not from here. I know y'all, whatever, but y'all be safe going back home. So we appreciate that. And the Louisiana guy in the front was cracking up with me because I said, shit, man, I've become an alcoholic when I cross that border, hit him with Welsh. Yeah, yeah, I know Welsh. And we just, he's like, holy shit. I said, yeah, see, see? Just because I'm three times your age now. <laughs> no, but yeah. Again, like I said, the difference between you and me, Rick, and these other people and the reason why we have high ratings on Uber is because of who we are. I think, honestly, that's why we do well, I think. I think when, you, when you're good to people and you don't go out there looking like you were trying to say you were greedy, you were not greedy. You had a goal you wanted to make. You didn't get there, but you still made well enough. So that's a good thing. You're not out there being greedy. You're still being yourself. You're not out there kissing someone's ass. You're being who you are. And blessings and praises come to you when you're a decent human being. Yeah. It's my what I live by. I firmly believe it. I don't go out looking for blessings like, oh, what's nice to you? Oh, I did this for you. Where the hell's my gifts? No. No. Matter of fact, the person was going to tip me. I said, I don't need it. No, no, no. I'm not here for a tip. I'm just, no, no, no. Take it. No, sir, you got Don't, no, no. Take it. I literally try to turn money away. And then he's like, I'm putting my fucking my pocket. I'm going to brag it on Rick. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but no. Yeah, you know, so that was the Uber stories. This Again, mo- this motherfucker come up and call me up and say, I got a $100 tip. What the fuck is this bullshit? Boy, that can Oh, the reason why I said that, because I took a woman from Venezuela. She, her her sister, was married to a white guy. And they were eating at uh, some fancy steak nine or rustissa nine or something like that in uh, River Oaks. Okay. And so I picked them up because they had a lot of tables outside with the thing. So I picked her up, and so I was taking her home all the way to Katie. Okay. That's another good ride. I spoke pretty much Spanish the entire way home with her, which is funny. But uh, she was very nice, very sweet. But the man was doing it. He says, that's not right there. He said, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. So can you help me out? Okay, here. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, Miguel. Here, hang on, Miguel. And she's like, no, we'll be on the app. No, no, no. The man gave me cash and tipped me on the app. Nice. But when he was rolling the money out, he pulled out the money right in front of my face. And he was pulling the money out. Hundred, 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 uh, five. Here you go. 
<laughs> Say, hundred, hundred, fifty. Where'd that come from? Hundred, <laughs> twenty. I don't care. These goddamn twenties. <laughs> Who the fuck cares twenties? No, but I got this motherfucker. Give me a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> here, here, dollar. See that was some shit. Here, fifty cent. <laughs> take care of me. I take care of you. The fifty cents. Yeah, exactly. No, dude, dude. If he'd have given me a hundred dollars, I'd have shit myself right there. <laughs> but no, you know, I don't ever expect that. You know, that you'd have to, I don't ever expect that. But no, but no, they were really, he gave me, like I said, he tipped me on the app and he gave me cash too. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the thing, you know, people always talking about tips and everything. As a matter of fact, two people were trying to tip me in Tomball, two ladies. And I said, no, don't worry about it. No, no, I'm going to tip you because you were very nice. Even though I told you to hurry, you weren't, you didn't complain and everything else. You were very nice and you brought us here right to the house and everything. Else. You're a very good driver and everything else. I want to tip you. She was kind of drunk. She said, don't worry about it, ladies. You're fine. She's going to do it. Here, help me. So I showed her how I did it. She goes, okay. So she tipped me five bucks. It was like a $2 ride. She tipped me $5. So I'm like, and you know, those kind of people like that, that I look back and like, yeah, you're one of those people that are really good, even when you're not drunk. <laughs> you're the kind of people I like. People, nice people. I like nice people. And that's why I told them earlier. I've only had two assholes and over 1,500 rides in my lifetime on Uber. Everybody else has been great. And I, I the funny story is just, oh, there it is. I forgot. I just remember my best story. I went to go pick up a girl and took her home on 249. But you know where I went? Chicken Scabbery. No, I didn't go to Chicken Scabbery, bro. I went to 249. I go 45. Oh, my bad. And I was off of 290. Remember when I was over there by Hollister? Yeah. My next ride was right out there. I went back to your club, bro. I went back to the Pendulum Club. <laughs> I didn't go to the Pendulum Club. I went to the hookah bar right next to it. <laughs> right next to the stripper bar they're all in the same thing <laughs> stripper hooker pendulum and the girl coming out was a very gorgeous black lady girl she was in her 20s she goes yeah that's a strip club too then I realized as I was driving her I was like you're a dancer I was hearing her mm-hmm. stories that you're, you're a dancer too yep yep I knew it <laughs> stripper perfume got uh-huh. it but she didn't have a bag but she was dressed the way she was is either a dancer or you're a bartender or a waitress but Looking at her, I said, you got to be a dancer. And I was like, she's on. Yeah, that's a stripper. That's a stripper. I said, well, that's the swingers club. She goes, what? Yeah, the red doors. Are you going there? And the old folks get it on. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just started laughing. But yeah, that was. So I went back to the. I didn't go to the Pinter Club, but I was in the same parking lot. <laughs> I could have gone in and did some investigation. Ah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on from Uber Stories. Where uh, are we going to now? I guess we'll jump in a fell. Yeah, we can do that. All right, let's jump in a foul. Let me tell you something, man. This past week was tough for some teams. You had to feel for a couple of teams, and I'm going to give them out to you right now. First team you got to feel for is the New York Jets. Okay. The New York Jets are playing an outstanding game. They were leading most of the way against the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> and then they were driving down to try, the Raiders were driving down to take the score and take the win. And they got a penalty, and then another penalty, and a pass interference, and Oakland got the ball like within the 15, within the 5. And then they got a penalty, and they went backwards. L.A. got a penalty, right? So the Jets were trying to hold them. On fourth down and whatever, Carr threw a ball into the end zone, and they knocked it down. Jets got the ball. So it looks like Jets are going to win the game with a minute something to go, but the Raiders still had two timeouts. They still had all their timeouts, whatever it was. So basically, it flashes back to the red zone. The Raiders had the ball with like 30-something seconds left. On their side of the field, like the 25. They got it to about the 45 to the 50 with about 10 seconds to go. They, they come out. 
I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. What defense would you run in that particular moment? When you're at the 50-yard line, they have eight seconds to go, you're up by four. And this is the fourth quarter. What kind of defense do you go back into? Blitz? No. You would have lost, too. I would have lost? Uh-huh. No. No, no, I'd go man-to-man. You'd lost again. You'd lost again? Mm-hmm. Damn. You go back, and this is when you don't. When they always tell you, like, pre- okay, who was out there? <laughs> <laughs> this is when you go back in the prevent. I mean, when people say you go in the prevent, you lose. But no, this is when like the coaches say you put three men down in the front, and everybody else is back. So you can you have safeties, corners, and linebackers all back there to prevent the ball from going into the end zone, knocking it down. They didn't do that. They played aggressively. They all out blitzed, put man to man on the corner, and freaking Carr stepped up on the blitz. Threw the ball and hit what's his name? I can't remember his name on the side. He caught it over the over the line on the run. A step off the corner was a step behind. He caught it right here. Raiders win. Jets lose. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was tough. It was it was it was oh God. I was like, dude, I'm going to cry. I wanted to cry for them. But then we'll go to another sad game. <sighs> You're Houston Texans. I didn't see the game. But I saw the score. Being manhandled early. Indianapolis was 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 doing well. And Houston was just doing like shit. Then all of a sudden JJ Watt gets a sack. A few things happen here and there. Deshaun Watson just starts moving the ball like he's insane like he is. And next thing you know, Houston's or Houston's within the touchdown of tying the game and actually maybe taking the lead and winning the game. Again with time running out. They get the ball all the way down to the Colts, what, six, four, what it was like down there by the end zone. Getting ready to go. Number 66 hikes the ball wrong, doesn't get it to the quarterback, he fumbles, and then, of course, Indianapolis recovers, and that's the ball game. That's fucked up. That's how the Texas law. Deshaun Watson sat on the bench with a towel over his head like this after all the players were already shaking. He was just sitting there like this. His hands were on his head like this. You couldn't see his face. He didn't move until the Colts player came over to him and picked him up and gave him a hug. Or said I to him. He was that devastated. J.J. Watt was like this. Like, I, he had that, I can't fucking believe that just happened. Because you wouldn't expect it. No. It's the simplest thing in the world. A hike to the quarterback. Didn't get there. Cost him the game. Was he in a shotgun? Uh, yeah, kind of shotgun. It, it was, it was, it was like, damn, that just, that just really sucked. I know because it was it was it was if they would have scored, it would have tied it, and then they would have gone the field goal probably, and then they would have won. Because yeah, it was only see. twenty to twenty six. Yeah, they only lost by six. Yeah, they had the chance to. Yeah. Yep, they could have won the game, and they done fucked up, Aaron. You done fucked it up. <laughs> now, I'm trying to think. Oh. An embarrassment was the L.A. Chargers game against the New England Patriots. New England has gone back to running the ball and passing a little bit here and there and then running Cam Newton out of the thing. It was 28 to nothing, I think, almost before halftime. It was 45 to nothing was the final score. Oh, God. Uh, and then, uh, who was it, the other game that was that was really weird, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, I can't remember now. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia just sucks dick. <laughs> oh, another game I felt bad for was Seattle. What happened with Seattle? 
Anything and everything could go wrong went wrong for Russell Wilson in that game. He couldn't run. He tried to throw the ball. It got tipped, and then it got flint. It was Madden football. Tipped the ball through here, boom, intercepted. Boop, tipped the ball here, boom, caught off the ground, intercepted. Tipped here, intercepted. They lost to the New York Giants, 17-12. You know who won the game for the Giants? Colt McCoy. The quarterback? The quarterback. Yes. That's who beat the Seattle Seahawks. Man, I haven't heard Colt McCoy in a long time. One of the most interesting games, though, I enjoyed the most was watching that damn Baker Mayfield. That damn Baker Mayfield had four touchdowns, 330-something yards in the first half alone. Cleveland beat Tennessee 41-35, to and it's not as close as it looks. It was like 30-something to 14 at one point. Damn. <laughs> they, they held Derrick Henry, but Tennessee started making that move toward the end, and, of course, a fumble here and fuck up there cost, you know, made the game closer than it should have been. And Cincinnati sucks because Miami won. <laughs> and your boys? They play. Oh, they lose tomorrow. They play Baltimore tomorrow. <laughs> That's the way you said it. They lose tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Another team I felt bad for was the Jacksonville Jaguars because they had a chance to win their game and Minnesota came back and won that game. Again, on a nice throw uh, from uh, freaking uh, Kirk is Cousins. It, is it me that they said the Chiefs clinched the playoff position? I believe they did. But they don't look impressive. They beat Denver 22 to 16. Yeah. Now, you know what they said about uh what they said about uh right, Seattle. Sure. What they say about Seattle? The reason Seattle lost is because the New York Giants basically punched them in the mouth. They met the physicality and then some. And that's what I was told. I was talking to Braden. That's the funny thing is I told Braden and said, you got you to gotta punch them in the mouth. I said, if you're going to beat anybody, Dallas has got to learn to start punching people back in the mouth even though they ain't got shit. You got to fake that you're badass or something. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. I wanted the Jets to win because I was hoping, you know, Dallas, you know, the Jets win a couple more games. Dallas falls for that number one pick and we get Trevor Lawrence. But that shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, had the Giants lost, the Eagles lost, and the Cowboys would have won Tuesday, they'd be back in first place. But now the Giants won, so the Giants are 5-7. and seven. The Cowboys are still 3-8. and eight. <laughs> The Eagles are 3-8-1. and one. Dallas still has an outside shot. That's fucked up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you want to know how crazy and fucked up the NFL? Who undefeated? I don't even know who's undefeated anymore. Who's the best team in the NFL right now? Buffalo? No. Oh, my wife. You're kissing my wife's ass now. Best team in the NFL right now is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers. 11-0. Did they clinch the playoffs? (laughs) Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They are tied with the Washington football team, seventeen to seventeen. Don't tell me they lost. They're at halftime, right? Almost. They're in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, seventeen seventeen. Your Washington football team against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That ain't my Washington team. Buffalo is about to take on San Francisco. That's the game tonight. That's what my wife's anxiously waiting to see. But dude, Pittsburgh beats Washington today. They play Buffalo next week. They were people were saying Buffalo is going to be the team to give Pittsburgh a loss. Looks like Washington going to do it. And if Washington gives them that loss and Buffalo beats San Francisco, I tell you, Pittsburgh going to be pissed off when they play Buffalo. And that's going to be a good game. But anyway, Dallas has no fucking chance tomorrow. It's <laughs> I'm already this in hell. If we beat Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, we beat, yeah, no, Lamar Jackson, I'm driving up to Dallas and I'm shooting Jerry Jones. <laughs> no, I, no, no I'm, I'm taking out Redhead Boy because we don't need to win no more. <laughs> we need that number top, number three, number two, number four, picking the draft. 
We need somebody. <laughs> we need to make a deal. Get Trevor Lawrence. Something. Or or sign Dak, give him his damn money. Say, come on, get his knee fixed. We can make him stronger, faster, better. More facial hair. Nice. But yeah, there's your NFL. Uh, I don't think there was any much wrestling or was there much wrestling? NXT War Games happened. And? I missed it. Okay. When it was done, I was like, I looked at Brain. Damn it, Brain what? War Games was tonight. He goes, damn, you're right. Well, he didn't say damn. It's like, doggone it, you're right. I totally forgot about it. We were too busy watching the Goldbergs and SVU and <laughs> and the Miz and Mrs. Because uh, that's one of my, Miz and Mrs. is one of my favorite shows. And I like watching the Bradshaws too. On, on uh, Yeah, I watch reality TV. Uh, my girlfriend has gotten me watching reality TV now. You should. Some of the shows are really good. Miz and Mrs., it will it'll totally, totally make you a huge fan of the Miz. Because <laughs> you see how normal he is and how cool he is too. And how really he is with his wife and everything else. Bradshaw, I've always liked Terry Bradshaw, but at his show, he just cracks me up. He's a good old country bumpkin. I was like, all right, well, that's NFL and WWE. Yeah, uh, we come, WWE there, except for, uh, uh, apparently Randy Orton and, and The Fiend are going to go head-to-head. And Randy uh-huh. Orton told Alyssa Bliss, uh, you know, I know how to beat Bray Wyatt. You find his weakness. And he goes, and I burned it down. Remember the house? Yeah. So now all I gotta do is find the fiend's weakness. Is that going out? And I think I found it. He's right in the left. Alexa, and the thing goes, the music goes dark and black, and then the fiend shows up, and then Randy Orton has Alexa in his hands. He picked up off the ground, and the fiend is like, and he gives her to her, and then he looks at him, and it's like, and he's like, ha ha ha. He's like, who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? <laughs> so yeah Red New York is a sadistic fuck <laughs> but I love it I love it a lot yeah was it uh alright well kind of let's jump here a little bit I know oh, oh 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 shit I almost forgot Luchasaurus man Luchasaurus <laughs> now guess who's in AEW who's in AEW oh oh I have no idea who's out his black bat Sting is here! Oh, Sting. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that when Sting showed up over there. Snow Sting. Huh? Snow Sting. Snow Sting? Why is it Snow Sting? Because it was snowing. Shut up. No, seriously. I think that's the thing that's going with Snow Sting. Okay. But he still came out. It just looked like Sting to me. Yeah, but his face is more white. with had the black thing. Yeah, no, it looked like Sting, but looked he was like doing Sting. the whole snow thing, but he has his bat. And he didn't say shit to nobody. He just looked everybody in the face, so you don't know if he's good or bad. Yeah. And from what I, you know, from what I look from AEW... They're kind of doing the attitude era. Yeah, that's what thing. I said last week. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Rusev Day. Is Rusev over there now? Yeah, Rusev's over there. He's been over there for a while now. I didn't know where he went. A lot of people think this thing's gonna gonna clash with Jericho. <laughs> well, they've always they they've wrestled with each other. So yeah, so that's where that's cool. that's your AEW spoiler. Uh, and we'll come. We're gonna do a little bit of. Well, I have some news and stuff. Okay, we'll get towards the end a little bit. Uh, what's right. well, that's quick news. For, okay. Blah, 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 blah. All That's right, news. news. Well, news, uh, you know, there was the last, the uh, the, the whole thing with WB. It's the WB. The WB releasing all their movies to HBO Max and the movie theater at the same time. Okay, okay. We got that. And I know you already got your tickets to Wonder Woman 1984 to catch the movie theater. Yeah, I know. I have HBO Max. So we could watch it on the, on, the, on, the, on the TV. But 
I know my wife wants to see Wonder Woman on the big screen. So yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna pass that up for her. Yeah, I, I didn't say when you know. No, hey, no, there, no, there, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I'm gonna watch it at home too. But yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, all honesty, there are movies that you want to see on the big screen, like Godzilla, Godzilla Kong. Mm-hmm. That is one you're gonna want to watch on the big screen. Yeah, I know because you need to see that ape penis up close and personal. You you like gonna get the ape ass for some oh, reason? Oh god, ain't no ape ass here! <laughs> oh, that's a throwback to ape ass. <laughs> it's a he looking at ape ass. Ain't nobody looking at ape ass. Miguel went up to the when I ran up to the movie screen, slapped that ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I hope Godzilla bites your ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what the, they announced, and then uh, I I didn't read the articles, but I know AMC and and uh, Cinemark. Mm-hmm. Kind of said something about what what they're doing. Yeah, they're kind of limited in the seating and stuff, or whatever. But it's you know that's cool. We're we're fine. You gotta wear your mask in here until when you eat your popcorn, and drink your drink. Yeah, that's cool. You know you do it now, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm going with my candle lysol. Be gone, Be demons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. And then also uh, there was an article uh, that popped up, and yes, Keanu Reeves has been asked to be Constantine, and he's going to lead Justice League Dark. Now keep in mind, he's not your Constantine that you know with the white, blonde hair. He's the Constantine with the thing on his arms, right? Yeah, he's not. He's not Matt Ryan. So he's going to be the Constantine that, that Lucifer came down to get. Yes. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to be that one. Uh, so he's going to reprise his role as Constantine and for Justice League Dark live action. Which I'm looking for. I don't know who shot the book. He did. But I just wonder if he ever going to show up again. Actually, no, he's not. That's right. He's working with Shanko. Uh, he, he's, he, no, was, he, was he, he was an angel. Oh, that's that's right. He got stomped. Gabriel uh, fucked him up. up. And so he can come back. He's supposed to be... His, his character is like uh, the taxi driver with the Constantine okay, on, yeah, yeah, on the you, news. Gotcha. All right. So we got that one there. Uh, and then... Uh, that's about it. most I have of stuff is when we get to the reviews here real quick. Okay. Uh, I'll before we get to the ones that you and I have both seen, I'll get to the one that I've seen recently. Okay. Uh, I did watch on Hulu. I watched The Handmaiden Tales on there. I watched all three seasons. There's the fourth season. No, it's not porn. Actually, it could be porn if you think about it. Uh huh. It's it's a fucked up future. Okay. All right. It's basically a radical religious group is taking over America. We lost the colonies, the and all of a sudden they're, they're like in the in the show they were about to take Chicago, mm-hmm. and every women children they're all trying to escape this radical group and go to Canada. If you're a lesbian or anything, you know, like a lesbian, uh, anything bad besides what you you know bad, like I said, it's a radical religious group. You either. You either got to be like a, a police or you got to be certain things. And some, a lot of women can't do anything because it's men, everything. That's how their society is. Mm-hmm. And like some men, some of the, some of the women that were teachers and school teachers, or whatever, just because they can cook well, they became, they call them uh, Marthas. They're maids. Nice. The cooks. The handmaidens, the wives couldn't have babies. Oh, wow. So what they did was, it's fucked up on how they did it. The The handmaiden would lie down on the bed. The wife would sit, where put the her head in between her legs. And she's looking at her husband, f- fuck the handmaiden. That's how they're trying to give kids. And the, the handmaid, after the handmaiden gives, has a baby... And they gives it to the family that 
that is there, then the handmaiden is put to another family to have another kid. It's kind of a fucked up society. And uh, I think it's Elizabeth Moss. She's uh, the main character in that one. She's trying to escape. She does have a kid. She gets the kid out. Breaking news! Mm-hmm. Breaking news! What? Your your Pittsburgh Steelers have lost 23-17 to the Washington football team. Oh, shit. Pittsburgh is no longer undefeated. Uh, and it, the first two seasons, I mean, don't get me wrong, it pissed me off because it was kind of a downer. Uh-huh. So when I came into the third season, I'm already like, she was trying to get as many kids out. Because the kids, they don't, you know, they kind of brainwash them and make them do certain things in this one. Mm-hmm. And so I was like all pissed off and I was watching this and I'm like, I'm looking at my girlfriend. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be just like all the other ones and the kids are going to get caught. They're going to bring them back. And I'm talking, she had 50 plus kids Jesus. to get onto this plane to escape to Canada. Oh my God. And I was sitting there, I was like, okay. And she sacrificed herself to get the guards attention to get them away. So she can get the the Marthas and everything that escaped with the kids to get them out at the end, and yeah, that's how that's how the third season ended when she got all those kids out, and she told them, yeah, we we she she got the hit, she's still there, but they don't know if she's alive or dead. I don't know what's gonna happen to her now because of what she has done, and there's so much stuff on it. The show is actually very interesting. I do recommend you anybody everybody out there to go ahead and check it out. It is on Hulu if you have Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, I go, you do have my password and everything, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, I think you and your wife would actually probably enjoy watching this movie. It's uh, this movie, but uh, see the show. Uh, since we rate our shows from one to five, our movies are one to ten. Our shows are one to five. This one, I give a good four. I would say 3.5 to four because some of the episodes are like, uh, okay, but like you have good actors in this in this show. But it's a good four overall. I do recommend all y'all go ahead and give Handmaid's Tale a chance. Check it out. Now we're going to move over to Miguel over here. He finally, finally saw Cobra Kai. And what do you think of the first okay, two seasons? I will say now that uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, he's a Daniel Lawrence guy. He's a Cobra Kai. He's well, a Cobra Kai. Actually, you know what? Never when dies. I first watched the first Karate Kids, obviously, it was Daniel LaRusso and everything else. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. But as I watch Cobra Kai, I hate Daniel LaRusso, and I can't, <laughs> well, I can't say I don't like him. But you see, I actually think they're doing a hell of a job with the series and how they're making it. You know, people say it's teenage angst and whatever because the kids are involved. There's a lot of kids, but Daniel doing his thing, Johnny Lawrence doing his thing, everybody else, Cobra Kai, Miyagi, and whatever. It's actually really good. And the way the story plays out, how things happen... And how, oh, this happens and you catch them at this time and this happens. It's like real life. Because, you know, it doesn't take but one misinterpretation of something. And it's really not that way. And all of a sudden, that person's a bad guy. And they're really not. And so it's really good on how they're doing it. But it's like everybody seems to be getting fucked over. <laughs> there are a lot of fuckovers in this going over. But it's pretty good. I like the acting. I like the fact that you find out that Johnny and, and Daniel... Or have so much in common, and they don't even realize it. Yeah, as they get, as they get closer and everything else, the things are going down. Of course, they spar a couple of times. You know, they kind of like get into it, uh, which is cool. Everybody wants to see. Uh, but some of the students are what really drive the show. 
you think about it because it's, it's about Cobra Kai and Miyagi, even though it's, it's Daniel and Johnny, but it focuses a lot on the kids. Obviously, Miguel, Robbie, I was going to say Miguel, Robbie, Sam, but now it's a lot of Miguel, Robbie, Sam, Hawk, and Tori, and then now the other guy. So you can see which kids, uh, obviously the biggest thing is still Miguel and Robbie. Obviously, Robbie being Johnny Lawrence's son and Miguel being just the student that Lawrence took over. And, of course, Daniel is, you know, Robbie's sensei. So that pisses off, you know. It just, it just, it's really freaking good. The last battle, the all-out brawl in season two to end the series, to end the season, was amazing. I just had a problem thinking, like, I broke it down as a, as a strategist looking at the fights and looking if you were the team. And I felt like Cobra Kai was... All, all that started because of one bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one bitch. Daniel's daughter. Not really. You think it's Tori's fault? Well, Tori's the one that holds a grudge. And they they actually misinterpret each other. Yeah, true. But Sam is a whiny bitch. <laughs> Tori's been through shit. So, see, again, you cannot. It's She has to be fixed. She's broken. And she's always vengeful. Yes. So that's what I looked at. I just look I look at everything. Even though it's like, yeah, she can be whiny, she can be all this other mess, but I look at the other one, I'm like, all right, you need to learn let Yeah, but she's also very loving and very whatever when she goes all out when she's when she really cares, she's really a good person with her friends and whatnot. If you know she has those that personality. They've done a great job of showing the people's different personalities and their flaws. Because Sam has her flaws. I didn't say she was perfect. No, she has her flaws and she has her good things, but I think they overplay her good things too much and they make her look like she's holier than now and now you really start to see that she's not. But they're still playing her off like she's Allie and she's not Allie. Tori is nowhere near Allie. But Tori is not as bad as you think she is. Yeah, she's got some problems, but she's got some anger issues. Yeah, this is all because of anger. Mm-hmm. All, she, all she had to do was talk. They need to talk to each other. No, they like I said, it's a karate show. They want to... But you can say what you want to say about the karate show, whatever you want to think. But I'm going to tell you right now, Rick, that's true life. It's true life. Now, how I know? Because I know I've seen situations already that girls are far much worse than guys when it comes to guys or girls. Girls... The story I once said before about two girls that about nearly the one girl nearly killed the other girl. About a boy. Miguel. Tori Sam. Sam kisses Miguel by accident. Tori sees it. She wants to kick her ass and she goes looking for it. It's exactly what happened. That girl was looking for that other girl. It's imitating life. But that's legitimately that's what I'm saying. The director has got it perfectly how kids are right now in this day and age. Hawk. Changing around, all of a sudden, wanting to distance themselves from the nerd people, not wanting to be remembered as one of those people. And then his nerd buddy calling him out on his shit. You know goddamn well that if that had been one, he'd got his ass whooped here in Rosenberg if he did that shit. Matter of fact, he wouldn't have caught him in school. He'd have caught his ass outside of school. But yeah, so I just look at everything. I think it's really good. And I think the fact that the actor, like you said, the actor pisses you off so much that you, you then like, damn, that's good acting. Yeah. You can't stand her. I don't hate Tori. I don't. I don't think she is right. I don't hate her. I think she is a 
a damaged soul. And I think Sam is a little richy, 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 snobby kind of girl who in the series they're portraying her to be all this in a bag of chips. And I think they've gone too far with that. Robbie is not the guy you think it is. Oh, He's, Robbie! Robbie, I knew he wasn't. Uh, Robbie was a bad kid to begin yeah. with. When I look, when I look at when I when, like when I look at Sam, she's the one that just needs to. She always something happens. She tries to hide it, mm-hmm. and that's typical with all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm all like, you know, if you're hiding, it's the worst worst case scenario. It's just gonna come back, come back and bite you in the ass. It's funny that you look at the, like I said, Robbie is Lawrence's son. He's gone through his own personal hell, too. He was a bad kid doing all kinds of stealing and everything else. Now trying to correct himself because he finally got the opportunity. So he saw a light. But, yeah, he has anger issues, too. Yeah. And he has problems, too. And now he fucked himself over because of his anger. Miguel, on the other hand, is the totally opposite. He was a nerd kid getting beat up and finally got taught how to defend himself. Found a mentor who pretty much is a stand-in for his father because he doesn't have a father. And so he bought all in. He looks, if you look at it, he doesn't look at Sensei Lawrence as just Sensei Lawrence. He looks at him like a dad figure. Mm -hmm. He left in the voicemail, hey, I got some problems, can you help me? That's a dad figure. That's exactly kind of the way Robbie was looking at Mr. Daniel LaRusso. You know, from what I look from first season to second season, when you look at, uh, Miguel. Uh-huh. Miguel was just straight, no mercy and everything, and that's how Johnny saw the error of the way he's teaching. Yes. And then you see that Miguel starting to, uh, where at the second season you see how Johnny realized his mistake and realized that you do have to show some compassion, and Miguel can show that he's the one that can. That's the thing. The thing is about Miguel is that yes, he believes in everything that Sensei Lawrence says. The other ones, Hawk and them, and I believe Tori's going to be one of them, buy into Crease's methods. Yeah. Because they're damaged and Crease knows that. Lawrence tries to, I think, tries to get to him, but he's not going to. I think Miguel's going to, maybe if he comes back, I don't know how it's going to happen with Miguel. But yeah, Miguel, again, because he sees Sensei as more as a father figure, is why he does everything. And I thought it was chicken shit that Robbie attacked Miguel after Miguel said, It's over. You know, I'm done. It's done. Let it be over. He, he could have broke his arm. Miguel could have finished him, quite simply. He had him. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. Daniel's karate is good. What he's teaching, he taught Robbie and his, and his daughter when they fought in the wheel thing. That was a good fight. And they're fighting by themselves. They're okay, but they're not that great. Yeah, they try to make sandwich. He has the Miyagi, the Daniel genetics, whatever. But you got to remember, LaRusso wasn't all that in the bag of chips either. No, he wasn't. But she has some skill. Robbie, on the other hand, I mean, has skill too because he's John Lawrence's son, obviously, and he's genetics. But I look at the fighting styles and everything else, and I'm looking at the karate style of everything else. Had Robbie been Miguel, Miguel been Robbie, I don't think, I don't think Robbie succeeds with Cobra Kai karate the way Miguel does. Because I'm looking at body types and sizes and height and, and width and length. That's why Miguel is so dominating with Cobra Kai. Because he is that, you know. That's why I think he actually, even during that whole brawl, even though Robbie kicked him over the thing, I honestly think Miguel won that battle. Miguel pretty much, I mean, they punched each other good. But I still think Miguel got the better kicks in, the more ass whooping on him. And he had it be. He could have broke his arm and finished it. Finish him. You know, it could have took his soul like Shang Tsung. 
and that's the difference between Tori and and Sam. And I thought about it. Tori is all leg. She's not good with arms. Sam's main thing, her arm, her legs. So that right there gave the edge to Sam. And Sam's a little bit better with her hands than Tori is. And that's why she was able to beat her, I think. So that was just my looking at it. But I don't think if, like I said, if Miguel was been learning Miyagi-Do, I don't think he could have beaten Roy. Well, I don't think it would have been... The, I don't think it would have worked out. I don't think Rory learning Cobra Kai karate would have helped him at all. Versus, But I do like what you say. How you think in season three, how him and Johnny Lawrence probably go, um, Danielson and because, Lawrence are going to team up together to take on Crease. Yeah, because their style. Yeah. Johnny's style is all offense. Mm-hmm. And Daniels is all defense. Mm-hmm. And so it's like yin and yang, man. They're gonna ha- they work together. I could see that happening. Yeah, and I could see Miguel coming back. And I think, and it's going to be wishy-washy. Miguel will come back. He'll forgive Robbie. Or maybe that's one route they go. Or Miguel will come back or, or something will happen. Or Robbie might just go straight crease. Because be he ran away, remember? Yeah, he could become the new guy. But I think they're trying to make Hawk. I mean, it's going to be Hawk and you can see Robbie I can see Robbie crease. going in the crease. But then I can see Miguel healing with Miyagi. With Miyagi uh-huh. But... Still having Cobra Kai yeah, with, with them together. He's going to be... Because you remember a, the lesson Daniel talked about. He goes, I was Cobra Kai too. Yeah. With Terry Silver. And he became ruthless, aggression. He had all that stuff too. So, yeah, you know, it's in there. It could be one hell of a turn, depending on how they go. And again, like I said, I told you, the fact that Allie accepted Johnny's uh, thing, it makes me think she's going to come back in and the kind of surgeon she is is going to play a part in Miguel's surgery or something. And then I think he's going to go to her and ask her for help. And then I, I tell you what I did like the reunion of Cobra Kai. Oh, that was a sad episode, but yeah, and how they went out and took Tommy out, and then Tommy died. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, damn. But I was like, that was that was good. I, I like it. I give what was the number? We give one to one, five. One to right? five for shows. Season one for me was a strong was a strong three and a half, almost four. I'm gonna say three seventy five. Season two for me was a 4.25. Much better. More well-developed storyline. Because you already said it. In the th- you know, you were setting it in. But they gave you enough in season one to, to make you want to see season two. And me, I take that back. Season one was a four. Because I couldn't stop watching it. I had to watch it all the way through. And then season season two was 4.25. Because it was better. And I can't wait to see what season three is. And I think they may stop. After season three or season four, maybe if they defeat Crease in season three, what do you do after that? I don't know. I think they already got up to four. I think because okay. they got three, so and what I do think you do like after a that? I don't know. Unless, unless Terry they, Silver uh, comes back, unless they can't stop Crease, we're gonna bring everybody back. Terry Silver, who knows? That'd be nice. Stevens Gall shows up. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Cobra Kai was really good. If you not watch it, I, if you're from the eighties, go back and watch it. The nostalgia, the the feel, everything else, and the flashbacks. To miss Miyagi and everything else is, is heartwarming. Uh, and then see Daniel lose his shit when they take the Medal of Honor and the and they fuck up the car. That was the best part for me. And then when Daniel loses his shit with his daughter, that was pretty cool too. Yeah. All right. Now let's go ahead and jump into... This is the way. This is the way. Was it episode five? Oh, I don't even know. I know the recent one. It was actually directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. You can believe that? 
Sorry, I'm trying to look at my phone at the same time and hold this mic- microphone. Microphone? 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 Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, I gotta cut that blank out. All right, so we got this is the way. This is the Bubble Fett episode. Literally, we've we finally got the Fett. Sound like you got a bad disease, bro. What's wrong with you? What? I can't say the Fett. You better get yourself some. Uh, it was chapter fourteen. So it was episode six. Yeah. And so anyway, so this is... Uh, Dude, the Fed is old. Yeah. So this is... He's supposed to show up to the temple, which he showed up to taking uh, Grogu to the temple. Which wasn't really much of a temple. It was just a... a you know what it looked like? It reminded me of the thing from fucking Narnia where they put the line on the table. I think so. But this, yeah, this is just an area, just an area to focus the force. It's basically what it was. You focus. Focus. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it was funny. He's like, they were there. He puts them on the ball, like, right, do your thing. And he turns around. That's when the FET, the, you see the FET land. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see, uh, brought back, what's her name, that we saw from foreshadowing from season one. Yeah, because she was supposed to be dead. And he brought her back. The the uh, cal- the Calvary, May. Yeah. From Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she goes, uh, Destiny. She opens up a patch and you see, like... She's she's half robot. Yeah, I know. I was like, what the hell? And so... But the Fed... He, for being what he was, we always thought he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's not a bad guy. He's a bounty hunter. And he's not really Mandalorian. He's an, he's just... you find, This is what we learn about the Fed. Uh-huh. He's actually like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He is a... He's he's a was it a uh, a, a found foundling? Yeah, he's a foundling, just like because he because he when Fett pulled up after he got his armor back because you you saw the foreshadow when Fett was taking man he was killing them. That was the best action packed episode. Oh my god! So here's the question for you: Who's better, Mandalorian? The Mandalorian or the Fett? Both, <laughs> both. I don't know, bruh. The Fett may be old, but I think the Fett could kick Mandalorian's ass. Oh, no, no, no. Wait till he starts using the, the spear. Just because he fights snakes? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. Because, dude, seriously? For the Fett being as old as fat as he was? Dude. Dude. Because I was aiming for the other ship. What? That was funny. <laughs> but then he pulls up the bloodline. It's like his dad, Django, and then his. his and then he the goes, oh. Yours. And he armors yours. And he goes, oh, you're a foundling just like me. Uh-huh. But you're not supposed to take off the mask. But the Fed never did mm-hmm. until he got stuck in that damn. Yeah. <laughs> was that thing but, called? Sor- Sor- Sorlack or something? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. But, you know, but the Fed was, I mean, he. but you see how honorable he was mm-hmm. in this one. But the, this is a, the other fortune. He's honorable because he's going to honor, because he's got to get Grogu back safe. But then again, there's the bounty on them. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know, but it's like, oh, he'll be honorable and get him, and then, okay, well, now that we got that and I'm honorable, uh, I'm gonna try to take you in now. Uh-huh. Who knows? That might happen. I doubt it. I doubt if they would do the fet that way. I don't know, man. But I tell you what, he, uh... dude. First of all, when Grogu starts doing his thing, that was funny because he tried to take him off. How many fucking times is Mandalorian gonna try that shit? And not learn. <laughs> Goddamn, one time, two, the second thing, I knocked the fuck out. And then he still tried it again. He goes, I'm just going to let you do your thing. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't put the fucking backpack on. 
before that when that battle started. That's why he couldn't get back up to him fast enough. Yeah, I know. And those goddamn what were they again? Those uh, dark soldiers. They were what the dark troopers. Dark troopers. They're they look all robot, but they're actually cyborgs. Seen one of these before? Oh man, Moff Gideon! Moff Gideon! The reason why it was called the tragedy because one, Moff Gideon got Grogu mm-hmm. and destroyed the Razor Crest. Oh. Literally destroyed the, the only thing. Shot you! The watching it come down. Boom! Like, and all you. The only thing he got was the little ball. The little ball, and the only thing that can't be destroyed. The spear. The spear. I have a feeling, and this is this this is foreshadowing. A lot of people are foreshadowing that Fett's gonna give him the ship. Oh, that would be cool. And he's gonna have the ship at the end of the season. The old Fett ship. Yeah, that's nice. That's kind of junked up a little bit too, you know. Yeah, it's junked <laughs> up, but I think that's what the Fett's gonna do. Dude, that's what a lot of people are saying. That I have not believed. Man. He destroyed Mandalorian's ship, man. That shit went to pieces, and 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 the Fett knew they're back. Yeah, and he he don't he don't like him. He doesn't. He just took the bounty and tried to get it. But remember, they kind of fucked him over mm-hmm. in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so it's kind of like what the fuck. And then you saw how Grogu was beating up the stormtroopers. Was beating the stormtroopers. You tired. can tell he's like the. It was kind of like Vader. Oh yeah, he gave no shits. He was just throwing them around, crushing the necks. He didn't know he didn't crush their necks. Oh, he was crushing them, but he was throwing them around. Yeah. He knocked them out, but he got tired. Yeah, because he uses so much of the force he gets tired. And then Mace Mace went do. <laughs> Moth get it, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, what's his name? Esposito? Uh, uh Gus Spring. Gus Spring. <laughs> Dude, he, he plays. He's a hell of an actor. He plays evil good. Cause look, Moff Gideon didn't give a shit about the stormtroopers. No, he's just watching them. He just sat there and he goes. He tells him, hold him. <laughs> hold off. <laughs> All of a sudden, he then shows him the, the dark saber. Nah, you know too, one of these? Nah, you, you, you can't play with these yet. <laughs> you're going you're to get somebody's eye out. And I'm like, when he said that, I was like, oh, is that foreshadowing that that Grogu's going to get it and knock someone's eye out? Who knows? But you saw a lot of the different memes, right? Little things. They're showing Darth Grogu. And, yeah. And someone's like, what the hell are y'all trying to say? Well, because Grogu, the way he was doing it and everything, and plus the attachment to the Mandalorian, yeah. how he is to him. See, I think he's not going, because you figure when the time came and then the Empire came back as the First Order, Grogu wasn't around. So I'm thinking he's going to let it go so he can be with the Mandalorian. Yeah. So everything that we that watching, they went there, that happened. Mm-hmm. You find out the, now they're working together. Now we got Fett part of the team. Mm-hmm. To go get Grogu. Along with Mandalorian. Along with, yeah. with you know, I forgot her name. I thought it was Fennec. Right? Yeah. And then they got to go break out. What's his name? Because he used to be an Imperial, the the, yeah, the ball Carl guy. Yeah, because Carl took a different position. Yeah, she, she's she's like a sheriff. She's like a sheriff on on the. She's still with Carl Weathers? She's still with Carl Weathers, but okay. she's like the sheriff of the town now. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. And so they're going to go break out that guy so they can find Moff Gideon. That's why they need him. All right, so. But she even told him, you know, you're going if she's like i didn't hear this mm-hmm. you know because if there's rules now, there's yeah. rules now so that being said everything everything that was done all the stuff that's happened this one what do you rate this one dude because it was the fat and it was great and we're going through one through five again right uh-huh. 
I gave this one a 4.75. Only thing that would made this a 5 was if Lord Vader showed up again. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, I didn't want to give it too high of a rating, but the fact that the Fett was in there kicking ass and Gus Fring's character, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon is so goddamn evil. And Grogu, it, it just works. And the fact that I think Finnick or whatever isn't dead, that is cool. I, I, and the fact he blew the ship up too. A lot of shit happened in this episode. It was like, damn, damn. I want to rewatch it. We watched it on the big screen. Yeah, like I said, uh, rubber. Eggs, man. Huh? Give me these eggs. Oh, hold on, I'm getting there. I want to give my rating too. How much? One's got one of my favorite directors that directed this one, which was Robert Rodriguez. Okay, he directed this one. Uh, because like Rodriguez, because he slept around with Rose McGowan. <laughs> No, uh, no. Robert Rodriguez, he did. Those, he knows how to do a great movie or a great show mm-hmm. on a low budget. Mm-hmm. Hence, why this was actually the shortest episode out of all the sh- out of all the episodes, huh. but the most action packed and the the best one out of every one of them That's so far. I don't remember. I know he did a mariachi, and then he did Desperado, oh, okay. well, yeah, those Spy Kids. Ones. Those are great, obviously. Yeah, but uh, being that it was, I actually. I'm actually giving this one a five because okay. I liked it. Because there's so many Easter eggs coming up on this one. All right, give me the All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get let's do the obvious. What Jedi would they bring back that caught Grogu? What Jedi's? Now you got all these coming out, all right? One, like I said, uh, you got the two from Jedi Fallen Order of the game. The one that was uh, that used to play the Joker on Gotham, yeah. you got him, mm-hmm. and then the other the other black chick in the sh- in the in the game itself. She was also a fallen Jedi. Okay. You got those two. All right. You got Ezra. Yeah, I was thinking Ezra. Fr- Ezra from Rebels because you brought back uh, the 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 Night Watch uh, uh, Mandalorians along with Ahsoka. Those are Dave, Dave Filoni. So it could be Ezra coming back to do that one. Because if they're looking for uh, the blue guy, then I'm pretty sure Ezra's back. Okay. That's 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 three right there. You're not going to believe this one. You We saw him in Phantom Menace fly off with electricity all around him. But we never saw him, his body die. In Phantom Menace? No, not Phantom Menace. Uh, 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 Revenge of the Sith makes Windu. Yeah, we fall, saw him fall out the window. Yeah, you saw him fly out the window. Remember, Jedi's can fall great distances and catch themselves. Was that Return of the Sith? That was Revenge of the Sith where he was trying to stop Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. And uh, uh, Anakin cut his hand off and then Palpatine shot him out. Yeah, hit him with the electricity. Yeah, hit him with electricity. Yeah. But you saw him just, ah, screaming. Uh-huh. And Coruscant is pretty far distance. Okay. So he could land it. You Remember, and you got to think movie reality. If you don't see the body, uh-huh. he ain't dead. they ain't dead. So a lot of people say it could be Mace Windu coming back. Really? That's one. Okay. And then the other one was Luke Skywalker. And I said a young Luke Skywalker, and you were like, and I said Sebastian Stan, because uh, they said you know he he did a, a lookalike. I'm about to show you a picture 
One is Mark, young Mark Hamill, and then the other one is Sebastian Stan. Okay. Oh, wow. Now you see what I'm talking about. Wow. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Damn. And so there are in talks to talking to Sebastian Stan to come in as a young Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's my question for you. Who you want it to be? Honestly, Andra, I want to either again the other guys or Luke Skywalker or Mace Windu. I was I'd rather see Mace or or Ezra. I would. You don't want to see Luke. I wouldn't mind Luke, uh-huh. but I prefer Mace or Ezra. I'd want to see Ezra. I wouldn't. I, I honestly. I'm with Mace either, but I want to see Ezra because I want to see what's up with him. Yeah. So do I. Then I want to see Lord Maul. Maul dead. You think he's dead? No, we saw him die. <laughs> we, we saw his body die. Balls now exceeded his body. <laughs> Obi-Wan, they both fought. They they did their final battle. Obi-Wan won. <laughs> and, and Obi-Wan looked at him and then he goes, oh. Because uh, he wanted to take out Palpatine. Uh-huh. Uh, he, uh, Maul wanted to take out Palpatine and Vader. But then he realizes that Vader's son, when when he fought Obi Wan and he Obi Wan got the final hit, he looks at him and then through the Force he realizes he goes, "Oh, we I am gonna get my revenge because he he's gonna take out Palpatine, take uh-huh. out." So he saw that okay. in the Force, so he died in peace after that. Oh, okay. It's it's kind of funny how that's how the Jedi was. Even though he won and killed him, he didn't. In vain, he actually was there with him mm-hmm. and talked to him. Kenobi. Now here's all, here's all like like you said. You saw the picture of Sebastian Stan. How mm-hmm. close to That's Luke? Pretty damn close. That's pretty scary. Could be his fucking brother. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And Mark Hamill, I think, said, "Yeah, if you want to play young Luke, do it." That would be freaking awesome. So, like I said, I don't think if they bring them all in, I'd be fucking awesome too. You know? And this is where all the spinoff shows are coming in too. Okay. All right. Mandalorian, they might do the one with uh, the the Night Watch one. Not the Night Watcher, Night Walkers. Uh, the Snow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other ones, uh, the you know, the ones that, that took up oh, the yeah, helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sasha Banks and them. Yeah. Uh, I think they might finish that on the show itself. Or they might have the spinoff for her trying to find it. Okay. Uh, I know Ahsoka is already in the mix for Thrawn. That's how she's going to be looking for Thrawn. Can't wait to see that. We got Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Kenobi coming out. This is what's going to, what's going to, what what he was training for mm-hmm. throughout the desert to watching Luke and everything like that. Everybody's like, oh, Maul's going to come back, and I was like, well, he kind of, he might, we might get to see the battle with him and Maul, okay. Maul a live action version of it. That'd be nice. Um. Here's the reason why you're seeing the Fet because they're gonna have the Fet. His own show. His own show. Nice. Uh, Boba Fett spinoff show. It's a prequel, so it's gonna show a lot of things that I guess what he was doing in between. Okay. Cool. Because you can't say what he was doing inside the thing, or maybe they they do what how he got out and that would be cool. That's probably how maybe the show and you know show how he got out and where he's at now. That'd be cool. I like that. They actually might follow him now. You know, further seasons in it the way he is now. That'd be cool too. And the but, Fed is huge, man. The Fed is like 
big time. Yeah, so, but that's what I know is like the Fed's there, and then we've got Kenobi, Ahsoka's, uh, the Dark Trooper ones. They're, I don't know how they're doing it, but they might do a Dark Trooper one on how they're how they became. Because all we saw is just him doing it. But the Dark Troopers were from Dark Forces, which was like a long time ago in a game. And they kind of made them look like... They they pretty much looked like they did on the fucking game. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh shit, they actually did a good job and got them look like it. <laughs> and stuff. But like I said, other than that, like I said, th- th- that's a lot of stuff. Especially a lot of stuff. Especially what I was telling you about the whole thing. There's so many Easter eggs and everything that popped up with it. So... What are your takes? What Jedi do you want to come help train him? I like to see Ezra. Just because I remember what happened with him in the show. But who hell doesn't want to see Mace Windu? Can you imagine the animosity between Mace Windu and freaking the Fett? Yeah. That would... (laughs) You know, Django, you know... uh... (laughs) (laughs) His dad lost his head. That would be interesting. Yeah. Dude, but young Luke Skywalker would be insane. I told you when I showed you, I knew you were like, I don't see it. I don't yeah, see I don't it. I see him as Bucky. And yeah. then you saw him like, what the fuck? And then you saw that, you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. So is Captain Rogers going to show? That's pretty funny. <laughs> but like I said, Disney owns the property with you know Sebastian anyways because he's doing Falcon Winter Soldier. And then a lot of people are wondering what Disney's going to do with the whole Warner Brothers thing, what they said. Are they still going to do the whole premiere by the premiere? So you got to pay $30 to watch it? Or are they going to say, oh, no, we're just going to release them like they did? Mm-hmm. Who knows what Disney's going to do? I'm actually starting. Well, I started watching Six Underground. or Six Underground on uh, Netflix? Yeah. with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. But it didn't really get to me. So I, I, uh, I think I'm going to start watching Marauders. I don't know what that one is. I think that Bruce Willis thing. Oh, okay. Uh, because I was going to sit there and watch... Uh, need to watch Umbrella Academy. It's good. Well, see, I see all those shows on there, and I heard that Selena's show is pretty good, too. I know. Uh, me and my girl, uh, we're going to watch that one. She goes, I want to see the Selena one. I said, all right, we and got our new show to the second? The second? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few things out there. So I, this, I'm going to start watching some of these shows uh, on Netflix and start watching because I can't really watch the movies during lunch at work because, you know... It's longer than less than an hour. So I can watch the shows, episodes, you know, whatever. That's how I do it. And I come on and watch the rest. That's how I binge watch Cobra Kai. And then, oh, I found out. Uh, my mom told me, and I forgot somebody else told me, Queen's Gambit on Netflix was good. Yeah, someone else told me that too. And the Peppermint, I got to watch Peppermint. Uh, yeah, it is Queen's Gambit number seven. And, uh, it's like... But yeah, all in all, like I said, all the Easter eggs we got from there's so much Star Wars stuff that happened. Mo, uh, Moff Gideon, that what's an Esposito's badass fucking bad guy, and everything else we have going on is that has allowed us to deal with the tough things going on in our life right now. Um, you know, there's other things to help you not worry, not to think about stuff. Uh, but again, going back to the final thought. I thought you had that at the beginning of the show. Uh, I did, but going back to reiterating again one more time here for the end of the show, uh, just make sure you keep your loved ones close and tell them you love them at all times and whenever you see them because you never know. And with that being said, I am a somber, sad, 
uh, still uplifted kind of guy. As we go forward here, you know, we'll bury a loved one and, we, you know, and remember the memories. Uh, so, again, guys, uh, you're getting from your boys here, MIG-1, uh, be safe. Uh, the COVID shit is real. And uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all y'all as well. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, wear your mask. That's all I say. Wear your mask and be be prepared. Be safe and out there. I mean, yeah, go out, have fun, wear your mask. Don't sit there and say, oh, I can't breathe in it. It's in your head. You can breathe. And then uh, next week, uh, we are scheduled to have Hotel Ruiz, Ariel Ruiz from uh, Zombie with a Shotgun should be joining us. And then on the 21st, we are having the Wildfire Singers to join us again. They will join us then. And then in January, it'll be happening soon. The great Steve Orlando will be joining us again as he's dropped more books again. One recently that cost me $17. Damn. <laughs> I have another segment I want to bring into the show, okay. but we'll bring it in later. Anyway, again, guys, take care of yourself. Be safe. Enjoy life. This is your boy, Miguel. This is Rick Rizzo. We out. Well, you know what, guys? That's a hell of a show. And if you really love listening to us, you can catch us everywhere. You can catch us on our radio stations, Beyond the Dawn Radio. You can catch us on WBLZ Media slash Iconic Radio. You can catch us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Anchor. We're everywhere, peeps. Thank you for joining us. Thinking shit through one podcast at a time.